Hey, this is TJ from Kumasal, and you're listening to Verbally Challenged. Here, welcome back to Verbally Challenged. I'm here back with Paul C. What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? It's uh, good to talk, even though we were talking in person just like a week ago. <laughs> it's good to talk again, though. I know, so crazy, so crazy, right? So look, it was awesome, like getting all those testimonials, but time eventually like did get away from me because I was like, we did see each other a few times throughout the the convention, yeah. And um, so I had it in my head, I'm like, all right, I got time to like to interview him and stuff like that, and throw him in the episode, and and I thought that with a few people, and uh, unfortunately, um, time got away and I wasn't able to catch everybody. So uh, how are you doing, man? And how was the event for you last weekend? Uh, TFCon was a blast, like uh, as expected. Um, this time, I was more, I, I'm more involved in the w- with the realm this year. So um, than than when I met everybody two years ago in Chicago. So I was looking forward to kind of seeing how everything was going to go, and I knew it was going to be good. Um, but and it definitely was, and uh, really, really enjoyed myself. It was it was great to see everybody, and great to uh, to chat with everybody again, and. Uh, Got to bring the little one over uh, around on, on Sunday, and she got to meet everybody, and everybody was all real cool, and my wife was there. She got to kind of see what all this stuff was about, so it was real cool. I really enjoyed it. Oh, nice. That's what I missed on Sunday. See, I left pretty early. Um, I left for the, the airport with around 11 with Iron Claw. Uh, yeah. the, so the last person I actually spoke to was Josh, almost like in tears, you know, saying goodbye. Yeah. Um, you know, after such a, a good weekend and, and talking with everybody. But that's awesome that uh, you got to bring the family on Sunday. Yeah, it was um, cool. And it, it really was. Like, this one was more than than any prior one. Was was really all about just kind of the all about the rock fam in this case. So it was, it was just getting to hang out with everybody and like everybody said on on that episode of Verbally Challenge, the the con itself is secondary. We can get all these. If you want, if you want new toys, you can get all that stuff online. So it doesn't really matter. Like the only real bargains are if you could do some bin diving and stuff. So you like the the toys are secondary. Really, the rest of it was all just kind of hanging out with everybody and getting to to see people in person that you haven't seen in a long time or have never met or anything like that. It was it was it's just a really cool experience. Nice, nice. And you actually were heading up the toy drive for the rock this year. Um, how did you get involved with that? Well, it was a like Pickerton reached out to me. I was glad that we were gonna have another toy drive, but he's like, Well, since you're since you're local, um, do you wanna reach out to anybody if you have any contacts? And and we actually have a Toys for Tots contact that's pretty close by um to our house. It's maybe like fifteen minutes away or something like that. They've got a warehouse there, um, where we're gonna be dropping everything off. And uh, once I started kind of reaching out to her, letting her know kind of what was going on and what we were hoping to be able to do this year, she got super excited. And it really was really, really, really great. And it's super well-received because um, everybody always donates during the holidays. They donate at Christmas time because and, and, and that's awesome. Like that, that's already a fantastic thing. But there are ki- like kids want 
you you want to give these toys to kids for Christmas and during the holidays. So mm-hmm. by us being able to do this early and to kind of donate all these toys now, um, they'll be able to get everything ready so that they can hand out toys for the holidays to those who need it. So it's it's really really cool. They're super super excited, and um, I mean the generosity from the realm was was incredible. Like I didn't know. What, what to expect really um uh, when we kind of came through and i'm like yeah pickerton i can i'm, I'm driving so I, I can take whatever we need back and forth if, if we really need to not n- not thinking we would actually need to do like multiple trips but mm-hmm. um definitely like with the donations that we got on monday or not monday on the first day and then i put everything in the car brought it all home and then like there was a ton of other stuff the next day as well so like the donations kept flowing in and so like i i, I can't say anything besides thank you to Everyone's generosity in the Rock Fam. Um, Lance P um, was very, very generous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout out to that dude. You know, just a, a great variety of stuff that he provided because it wasn't all like Transformers toys. It was, he brought in like a basketball and Barbies and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is this is this is exactly what they're going to be looking for. And it's and, and it's just great to be a part of it. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thanks for uh, heading that up for us. That's uh, going to bring a lot of smiles to kids this holiday season. So that's it really awesome. Will. And it's, it, it makes us more than just a, a group of grown people who like playing with toys. <laughs> it it kind of gives us more of a purpose and it gives us a little bit more that we can actually be contributing to uh, within this this hobby that we all have. Yep, yep, for sure, for sure. Did you uh, grab anything while you were at the convention? I know you said you could grab it any time, but did did you did anything tempt you at the show? I did. I did end up buying more than I expected. <laughs> uh, for sure. But it's a surprising amount of like not necessarily Transformers toy stuff. So um, I did pick up a couple of the exclusives. So I got the um, the MMC Arrow Alpha figure because I love the Super Robot Wars homage. I got the Stealth Azalea figure um, just because the figure itself was really really cool figure and I like a black repaint so if it uh, if it's a prepaint I'm I'm good with that too <laughs> um I did get the uh X Transbots uh Sarticons. um and then I picked up from uh I picked up um the the most recent um Machine Robo figures from Action Toys the uh I got the what do they call it like Missile Tank Robo and Shuttle Robo uh, I got those two because um, I, I, I dig that whole line and I like to collect all the original versions of them and kind of have them all together. So I picked up the original Blaster figure to go along with Missile Tank Robo there. Um, picked up um, Magic Square Red Alerts, picked up um, DX9 Cup, um, and then I picked up some Centurions parts because I'm trying to piece together a few Centurions figures. Um, and nice. the, since Iron Claw was there, um, I, I picked up. Uh, he works on a show called Letter Kenny. For those who don't know, um, and I picked up the first three seasons on DVD. I, I was able to get him to to sign those DVDs for me. Um, <laughs> brought over some Lego stuff for me, and I gave him some Lego stuff because we don't have Toys R Us anymore, and they don't have Target anymore. So we were able to kind of swap exclusives back and forth that way. <laughs> and then I uh, guess got the the Rock Box. The Rock Box was awesome. Um, so that, that got me a t-shirt there. And then we had our building up to a t-shirt that we also got. And then one of the things that I, that I love the most and that, I, that I try to do whenever, whenever it's possible, um, James Roberts, whenever he's there, he, he has like script books that he, that he sells. And then mm-hmm. some that are like the deluxe edition that has kind of a script books version of director commentary in it and all that kind of stuff. And I love just kind of reading that 
that kind of the, the whole part of the process when it comes to the comics. So um, I, uh, I I picked up another one of those issues there, and it was real cool. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, that definitely does sound like a decent amount of pickups, man. That's good. Yeah, more than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. And since you're like there, they're like that's your town. You don't have to worry about um getting on a plane with that. So you just drive back home. You know? yeah, exactly. It all fit in my uh my realm duffel bag either way. So it all worked out well for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice man nice nice so of course you know the people listening as usual when they hear you on they know we talk about wrestling and there were a couple events over the past uh week um sunday actually that day i got back from chicago they uh held uh wwe held their first ever women's pay-per-view uh a pay-per-view just consisting of all female matches they've never done that before so uh, history made on that night there. And then uh, this past Friday, November 2nd, uh, they held their Crown Jewel event, another event uh, from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, kind of controversial. Maybe we could touch on that before we speak about it. But first up, Evolution. And, uh, oh, real quick before we move on, um, you were responsible for the uh, Purple Drink. And uh, I know people <laughs> at the party noticed like it was a little off. And, and now we have a drink that's been called... Chew Blue. That's correct. It is now apparently turned into Chew Blue. Um, if you listen to that episode of Ripley Challenge, you heard the only difference between when I made it and when, when Clutch usually makes it is that we use Sprite Zero in this case because um, trying to get clear bottled lemon lime soda is a bitch and a half to do. And I went, to, like, I, it was as if I was on a toy hunt. I went to all <laughs> sorts of stores all over the place trying to find just any lemon lime soda um, in a clear bottle. Because if it's not clear, then then what's the point in making it purple? So <laughs> the only one that I was able to get was Sprite Zero. And so I, I made it the exact same way and colored it the exact same way. And it was purple as hell when I brought it. And yet, by the end of the weekend, it was definitely not purple anymore. It was blue. And then one of them was like a, a light blue. They even called it Chew Blue Light. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> That's awesome, though. That's awesome. See, now we got another brand yeah, to market out there for uh, for us. So hopefully, uh, Bricks uh, brings some of that yeah. uh, at ToyCon. did the job either way because uh, G Money was like refilling my cup at the rock party. And so I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure exactly how frequently he did it, but he kept doing it. And then I was definitely feeling it by the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff. That's a good one. Uh, I can't wait to see Bricks this weekend. Uh, yeah, everybody listening, ToyCon in New Jersey. So you know, go go down if you're in the tri-state area. The realm's gonna be there again. You and Bricks that are that are vending, or is it um like you two and then whoever else comes in and, and wants to do it? Usually Dom is like vending at those kind of shows, isn't he? um he does we all do njcc but uh this one we usually just kind of walk around and, and uh we're just shoppers um and we use the event just to hang out and stuff yeah, yeah, um yeah. we have another guy um danny that he's a friend of ours in the realm um he vends at this show so this is the first time me and bricks are going to be getting a table with him so it's going to be the three of us yeah. um so chris from Crashbox customs is going to bring some stuff up and dom is going to bring some stuff to put on my table to to sell as well so gonna you know gauge to see how the event is how you know how it goes it's definitely bigger than njcc so um definitely interested in uh and seeing how how i do as far as vending yeah it'll be, it'll be cool i think it'll just be it'll be fun to see everybody again even though it was just a couple of weeks ago that you saw him but it'll be cool just, just to in, increase the the familyness of the whole thing 
Exactly. It's always good times. And and yeah, and, and sure. Bricks always does bring some purple drink to this. So <laughs> it'll actually be purple. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So WWE Evolution, this uh, took place on October 28th, 2018 at, from the Nassau Coliseum. That's actually not too far from me here in uh, Uniondale, New York. So, I mean, if I wasn't coming back from TFCon, I actually probably was considering um, going to this show, but it's too much to do both. Yeah. Um, you know, so the main card had consisted of seven matches. Three of the WWE's four women's championships were defended on the main card. And uh, I'd actually just found this out. The, uh, the fourth title, which is actually the NXT UK Women's Championship, was defended in a dark match before the show. Champion Rhea Ripley uh, defended the championship against Dakota Kai, who's a regular in NXT. Nice. Like, yeah, that's that's crazy. And I think that's actually worth that's something that's also worth noting about this. Um, the whole thing is that like evolution is touted as like the it's being touted as this this piece of history and, and all that kind of stuff. And it it certainly is. And it's amazing to see where women's wrestling is now compared to where it was before. But what shocked me the most is that for an in canon show like this one is, there was like no build up for this show. Nope. Um, like there was, it, it was almost as if, well, it's not, not almost like every, all the buildup was to crown jewel, which was like the week later, which we all know is a non-canon show, just like super showdown, like greatest Royal rumble. Like those are one-off shows that really don't really have much lasting impact storyline wise or anything like that. So we all knew as, as smarts, as, as, as smart wrestling fans that nothing was really going to change hands or anything like that. But evolution had some big stuff happen even though like the, the the booking in general of the card was weird but like they they had they had like the the may young classic final they had the, the all these championship matches and all that kind of stuff like there was some big stuff that happened in there that got no hype leading up to it and uh, it was unfortunate because it was actually a fairly entertaining show way more entertaining than i thought it would be for a show that had zero build like i was saying yeah, yeah. And then you always wondered like how how they would work it, you know, being all female pay-per-view, like how you wonder how it's going to turn out. Like just like, you know, when they did the Royal Rumble for the first time, it's like, man, are these, are these girls going to really be able to make it look good tossing each other over the top rope? Um, you know, so I mean, I thought they did a bang up job like in that area. Yeah. Um, you know, when the show started, they, they had a little technical hiccup. Like you could kind of hear Michael Cole talking, but it wasn't coming through. And then uh, you hear somebody like, hey, your mic, your mic wasn't working. What are we doing the opening of the show? But uh, I think other than that, that was pretty much it. Um, the show opened. Uh, and, and dude, you're right about like the no build, like they, they, you kind of got it mentioned here and there, like on raw and SmackDown, but it, it wasn't built to like a normal pay-per-view. So it was just, a just a, a little weird on the build up, like, or the lack thereof. And then, you know, the show itself surprisingly just, uh, did its job despite the, the little build up on the, the, week yeah, to it. It, it's just, it's a testament to the talent that, that is around now, as far as female wrestlers are concerned. I mean, they it's it's like they had a chip on their shoulder and wanted to prove that they're that we might not have people might not even know who we are, but we're gonna fucking steal the show. And some of those matches were great, great matches. 
Yeah, yeah. She's, I was surprised. And, and and some of these uh competitors I wasn't familiar with. So seeing some of them perform for the first time, um, I was surprised. So, yeah. you know, the show opened with the tag team match, uh, Alicia Fox and Mickey James, Alicia subbing for Alexa Bliss, who was supposed to originally face Trish Stratus in a singles match. They changed it to a tag match with the Bliss and James. And I think uh, Alexa Bliss suffered some sort of arm injury, like I think a nerve injury. She was cleared to come back and then I think got concussed a few days before the show, which uh, which means they didn't let her perform here, which uh, is unfortunate. So, again, with the lack of the buildup and then this last minute switcheroo, I feel like this match uh, didn't live up to expectations, especially with the returning leader. Yeah, it, it definitely didn't, which is unfortunate. I mean, it was, it got, it did what it did. Um, and I guess if it was supposed to be the nostalgia pop, it certainly got that. And, and like the crowd went crazy and it was a good crowd for this, this whole show, which mm -hmm. I think was definitely a benefit. But um, it's funny to say, like, I never would have thought I'd say it because I'm not really a big fan, but Mickey James was, was the, the star of this match. Like she did pretty much everything in the whole the whole match like she's only relatively recently come back alicia fox who's been there for the whole time other than her amazing northern light suplex she just kind of sucks <laughs> <In general. laughs> she's meh as a wrestler and you didn't necessarily expect lita and and trish stratus to be amazing but like but uh mickey james did her damnedest to make them look good and even for like the was it Stratisfaction? Whatever it's for Stratus's like finishing move mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like she she basically like carried her up and put her up, pushed her up against the ropes and, and then <laughs> took the took the bump and all that kind of stuff. Like she did a really good job. And again, I'm not a huge fan of Mickey James, but good on her, man. Like she made this match the best that it could possibly have been with all the changes that went through and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm surprised to hear you're not a fan of me. I've always been a fan of Mickey James, man. And she, like, like she, I think it's more her character than anything. So it's it's a testament to her how well she plays that character. But I just never really liked her. <laughs> that, 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 that's pretty much it, really. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, I mean, so the match was what it was. Um, Lita, you know, she hit the, the lead assault on both James and Fox. And Stratus hit the chick kick on James to pick up the win in the match, which is, you know, noticeable to kind of see. Because after so long, those those two had a, a huge rivalry back in the day. So kind of nice to revisit that here in this time. That was match. cool. I, I like the stare down that they had. When they first came in the in the ring together, that that was fun, and then uh, they just kind of just kind of like just punching each other. I kind of like that that they kind of kept that bit of the storyline going. Um, the uh, the Lita version of like is it the Whisper in the Wind? Like when they jump off of when she jumps off of uh, Trish Stratus, that was that was almost cringe worthy to see her try to attempt <laughs> that. Like she tried to do like a flying clothesline off of Trish and it looked real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They haven't been in the, the ring in a while. So it just shows you. But, you but the way it was for what it was, it was entertaining. And I think it was probably good that that's the one that opened up the, the pay-per-view because it kind of got that nostalgia pop and got everybody going, but it was probably the, the least the worst match on the card possibly like it was yeah. it wasn't great because the, the wrestling itself wasn't great and then a show that is kind of uh celebrating how far women's wrestling has come <laughs> it's, it's good to start with that one and then build from there <laughs> exactly exactly the next matchup was a 20 women battle royal um which had a uh, 
future title implications on the line. So I guess whoever won from their brand would earn a future women's championship opportunity. So, uh, you know, tons of the female performers here in this one, uh, the Iconics making their way to the ring, talking a whole bunch of crap to the, to the women already in the ring. <laughs> and uh, so they got teamed up on in the beginning and tossed out right away. Uh, which is unfortunate because I like the Iconics, but it's it's they they got they still got their shine on the entrance and they had their moment and then real quick boom out of the match. Yeah, it was exactly what you would expect for whoever comes in with that kind of uh, like a promo and cuts out that kind of promo right away. You know they're gonna get teamed up on and, and <laughs> right away. But uh, but yeah, I like the Iconics. So um, it, I would have liked to see them in there more. But the, this match was surprisingly fun as well. Um, it was. It wasn't like the all-in like battle royal, but but it was still a lot of fun. Like they had a mix of like current wrestlers and nostalgia wrestlers. Um, I think that was kind of the thing that surprised me most is that they had some really good talent in this in this match that are currently on the roster. That clearly they just had nothing to do. They had no storylines built up, like we nope. said. So just threw them all in the match, and yep. that was unfortunate. But like it was still an entertaining match, and. Everyone kind of got their entrance. Everyone kind of got a chance to do some shining in the in the middle of the match itself. Yep, mm-hmm. they got to leave, and it was cool. Um, I don't really care about um, Nia Jax being the winner. Like that, that doesn't that does nothing for me, really. Um, I would have liked to see some other people go through, I suppose. But um, but if that's what's going to be, then cool. I'm the the match itself was entertaining, and I liked it, and it was cool to see some of them wrestling again and even though they didn't do much they still got to to kind of do their stuff and it was, and i and i enjoyed it for what it was I, it was a surprisingly fun match um i just wish some of the people involved had longer matches like just throughout as opposed to throwing them all in here like this yeah yeah this is always just a way to get performers on the card um you know when all else fails and you don't have nothing else for them nothing built up storyline wise and again yeah. that was was lacking um, it, was, it was it was unfortunate because like some of the people that were in there like they could have done some stuff with like versus oscar could have had a legit match because they've never like they've they've never faced off against each other and everyone wanted them to or they've never like Evermoon never got a chance to beat Asuka in NXT, and this is they finally were coming together. That could have been a big built-up match that they had, but but they didn't really do anything like that. They just kind of threw them all in there, unfortunately. See, yeah, see, and, and you bring that up, and it's funny, because I remember when this match was announced, um, I remember reading on, on, on the boards about uh like the women themselves like because you know they, they they never know what's going on they kind of sometimes learn these matches when we learn about them yeah. Yeah. and um and and some of them like responded on twitter with like these gifs like with the like those that look on their face like a confused yeah. look on their face <laughs> so you could obviously tell that they weren't happy being thrown into this match and they would have probably preferred like a singles or a tag or, you know something like that uh something with a little bit more meat uh but yeah, the, I mean, the battle royal, like you said, was what it was. Uh, I mean, I think everybody pretty much got a chance to shine that was in it. Everybody had their moment, like you said, yeah. and um, it wound up being, you know, down to Nia Jax, Ember Moon, um, Zelina Vega, who was actually in the match, who went through the ropes but not over. Uh, she thought she won at one point. She got tossed out, and uh, it came down to Jax and Moon, which I would have preferred Ember Moon just to see her 
you know, go up against Ronda Rousey since we've already seen Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey, but Nia Jax gets the win here, eliminates Moon for a future Raw Women's Championship opportunity. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's that's that's part of the kind of lameness of it that it's for a future opportunity. Like, there, there's really nothing. There are some stakes, but it's still not like you'll face her at SummerSlam or it's like there's nothing like that because yeah. they've already got those plans set and mm-hmm. and this pay per view is kind of just thrown together as a, like a like a PR stunt to to combat all the negative press from the Saudi Arabia show or yep. uh, all the the negative press on a certain aspect of the Saudi Arabia show. There are plenty of other negative things about the Saudi Arabia <laughs> show that, uh, that that are still going on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. After that, this uh this was the match that. I'd probably say for me, maybe match of the night. Um, we'll see how you feel. Uh, this was the final for the 2018 May Young Classic: Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Yeah. Um, I never. I, I mean, I have to catch up on the May Young Classic. I honestly, I'm, I'm. I didn't see any of the the episodes leading up to this, so this was pretty much my first exposure um, to both of these women. And damn, like they put on a damn good match. Yeah, it was a great match. I I totally agree. Best best match of the night. And um, like uh, all, all I, like when when Io Shirai got signed, like I knew she was a big deal and 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 huge in the Japanese scene. So I did just look up the top twenty five moves of Io Shirai, like all I got to see what you could do, and do the same with Tony Storm. And so you you get a sense of what they can do, but not really how they wrestle or anything like that. This was a hell of a match, and like they 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 worked their asses off. They did some great spots and. Io Shirai is going to be a huge star if they let her if they let her run, and I think Tony Storm is supposed to be like real big in NXT UK. So I don't know how much she's going to do in in NXT and in, in our NXT. But either way, like they they both have star written all over them, and I hope they get the chance to shine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Tony Storm seems to be a big deal um, in the UK scene, and I, I did watch the first episode of NXT UK. She was featured in it. Um, yeah. And uh, so it looks like she's gonna she's gonna be somebody that they're gonna be featuring on that show uh, moving forward. And I'm interested to see where that show goes uh, moving forward as well, alongside our NXT brand here in the states. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, uh, it gets a good push because like the British wrestling has gotten a big resurgence very recently because they had another show that was like on during just prime time. Uh, WOS wrestling mm-hmm. and so it just kind of was able to kind of bring British wrestling back into the forefront um, just like it like it used to be way back in the day and so hopefully like NXT UK is is kind of coming at a very good time with that that they're now going to be able to kind of keep the the fervor and love for British wrestling going at the same time yep Yep, for sure. So here, Tony Storm gets the win. Um, in the end, she countered a diving moonsault uh, by raising her knees, and she hit her Storm Zero finisher on Shirai to win the match and the trophy. After the match, you know, she, of course, excited in tears. She was congratulated by Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Sarah Amato, who's the, the head female trainer down at the Performance Center. Yeah, it was a, it was a good match. And if anyone hasn't seen the show, and but but if, if you're going to watch this one, that's definitely the, That's the, the one. Match. It's a great match. Yep, yep. 
the next match uh, was uh, Natalia teaming up with Bailey and Sasha Banks to face the Riot Squad. Uh, I didn't even know this match was happening, so it was probably <laughs> just thrown on the card, um, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But uh, yeah, a six woman tag team match. Um, you know, see, I would have preferred to see, even though cool to see Bailey and, and Sasha Banks, I probably would have preferred to see some of the other women that were in that battle royal in a situation like this. Yeah. Um, on the card, um, especially on the SmackDown side. So uh, here, I mean, you know, this match um, was okay, you know, but it's something that you'd normally see, I'd feel like, on a, on a Monday Night Raw. Um, nothing crazy or uh, out of the ordinary, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, I agree with that it, just pretty much entirely. Like, it, it was it was a good match, it, but it was nothing special. It wasn't really a pay-per-view special because we've seen this match on on the regular shows all the time. Like yep. we've seen the, the, the riot squad always goes up and they always fucking lose like that. Like it's, it's hard to create them to be this credible threat when they always lose either in singles competition in in taxi competition, all three of them, whatever, like that, that's the unfortunate part. Cause they're actually good. I like all of them individually. I actually like them as a squad, but there's no reason to think that they're going to win. Um, and, uh, and 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 they didn't win in this case. Um, even though, like again, I think that they're they're really good um, individual wrestlers, um, and I think they just kind of threw in Natalia with Sasha and and Bailey just to make it an even three on three. So it was like it was very kind of just thrown together. But it was still pretty. It was it was still pretty cool, entertaining. Um, Sasha Banks hasn't wrestled in a while, like so she kind of she she kind of just has recently come back. I forgot how good she is. Like she is, she is. I used to love. She was my favorite of the the four horse women that came over at the same time. Like she's mm-hmm. my favorite one. Um, I liked her more. I, I still like her more than Charlotte, even though Charlotte is great. Um, and now I'd say Becky Lynch is probably my favorite just because of what they've done with her character. Um, but for a while, like Charlotte was my favorite, my favorite women's wrestler who came over, and uh, it's good to see her back again. Um, and and doing some some good stuff that that girl like that girl could flop like no other and <laughs> she just just wrestles with like reckless abandon like she'll just throw herself through the ropes and just dive off the uh, off the off the turnbuckle and just just throw herself everywhere um to the point where it's almost scary sometimes but it is it is very entertaining to watch i will say that yeah she needs to be careful though because she uh, really I mean, does <laughs> she, she she was like you said she didn't wrestle in a while so she was probably dealing with some type of injury maybe yeah. and um we still don't have all the details on that and then yeah, that's uh, a whole weird thing like they 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 just they haven't said anything she just took some time off and then, then she's back. I don't know what that means. Exactly. And it's weird because it, you could definitely tell they scaled back her push. Like she's not getting anywhere near the push she got, you know, let's say like a year ago at this time. You know, it's just uh, that that whole feud with Bailey, I think, damaged her, damaged them both like significantly. It's just in the eyes of everybody, unfortunately, because they're both good wrestlers. Um, but that whole feud that they had was really, really bad. And then they turned them into best friends, and then now they just they just the, the Boston hug connection. They just they just hug all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess like with Ronda Rousey being the the main one in the spotlight on Raw, like the rest got to take a back seat. But it's just uh, still a, a little weird to see. It is. I, I agree with you. So uh, yeah, so what they do here, Natalia? Let me see, Morgan. They were trying to. Uh, Get the win, face breaker on Natalia for a Neil fall. Natalia got a power bomb on Morgan, followed by an elbow drop from Bailey and the frog splash from Sasha Banks for the one, two, three, and the victory for the 
baby faces. Yeah, I think it was um with someone. I, I it didn't really dawn on me, but uh, I remember reading somewhere else that those are like kind of all, um, kind of the tribute moves like to to their to their wrestling idols. So it was uh it was like so so Natalia doing doing that it was her tribute to 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 her dad mm-hmm. uh and then bailey obviously doing her elbow drop as a tribute to macho man and then and then uh sasha doing the frog splash as a tribute to eddie i thought that was really cool like i didn't i didn't notice it at the time but once but but after seeing that i'm like that's nice that's actually really cool yeah that's awesome nice way to end the match yeah yeah so next up was for the uh, nxt women's championship this was a rematch from uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, I believe, right? Are you saying defending the women's title against Shayna Baszler? So this uh, match was pretty good. You know, these these women have gone at it before. Uh, they were in the finals of the Mae Young Classic uh, 2017. Um, like we said, we met. they met a couple of months ago for the title here where Sane pulled out the victory. Um, here, Baszler pulls out the win, and uh, it's notable. The match very notable for the uh, debut of Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke, which mm-hmm. now means that uh, all four horsewomen of the MMA are now on television. Yeah, that is uh that is really cool and and I like that um quite a bit. I uh I like both Shayna Baszler and uh, and Kyrie Sane a lot. I think they're both really good wrestlers. This is probably not my favorite match. I think I, th- I think the the NXT Takeover one was a better match. Um but there was definitely some cool stuff here and I, and I do like that that was kind of how they introduced the other two in there and I'm I'm excited to see what's coming up next. But what I find kind of interesting now is that I would have guessed that they were going to put Shayna Baszler on the main roster. So I thought she was going to lose. And then now that they've introduced the other three or the other two and they put the belt on Shayna, I'm wondering if that, that, that obviously is going to mean they're going to stick around in NXT for a while. So I don't know when they're going to do the the four horsewomen of the MMA thing. I don't know when that's going to happen unless it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe Ronda will come down to – to, to the NXT side just for for a show or I I, I really have no idea now what's going to happen with it yeah yeah I think they they might play the long game with it and may, um, but it all depends on you know how long Ronda signed for because I heard she's you know here for like a couple of years but then I also heard that her last you know she's only signed you know, to WrestleMania next year. So I don't, I don't know what's what um, if maybe this is I, I don't know if the, the two that just came up, Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir, are ready for a main roster, which is probably why um, they're going to leave them in NXT for now, and maybe they'll just be their kind of like Undisputed Era type faction down there. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing that. Uh, one of them I heard is really, really, really good. Um, I don't I want to say it's Shafir, uh, but I don't know. I don't remember if, if, if it is her or Duke, but um, like a better wrestler has picked it up better than any of the others and is going to be a superstar once, once she gets going. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that, especially because like, I think Rhonda is doing great with where she's at now. I don't think she's the best of them by, by any means, but like she, she's being really well and super strong. And I think she's doing well with what she's got. I think Shayna Baszler is incredible. Um, it's a very different style compared to anyone else, and um, it goes really well with her character as just being this badass, dangerous fighter. And that—that's her. Like she does the the kind of joint manipulation and kind of targeting the limbs and all that kind of stuff. Like it mm-hmm. all foils really well with the character. So 
if she's not the best of them, like I can't imagine, I can't wait to see them all in when they all get together because they'll be just unstoppable. And it'd be really cool to see. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and you know, they're going to have to do that at least before Ronda goes, they're going to have to do like a four on four or, yeah. um, and it, it's going to be weird because they're all in different places. Storyline wise, as far as, uh, Banks, Bailey, <laughs> you know, Becky and Charlotte, but, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how they, they turn that one out. Yeah. All right. The, uh, so Baszler got the win there. Now she's the first two time NXT women's champion. Uh, right in the in the match before the main event, Becky Lynch defending the SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. This was a last I did like this one too. Match. This was a really good match, also. So between this and the uh, the Mae Young Classic final finale, like those are those are probably my favorite two on the card. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They 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 killed it here. You know, Lynch and Charlotte always put in work. Um, you know, they, you know, a super showdown, right? They had the bullshit DQ finish, you know, of course, just to kind of keep this going. And, uh, with this stipulation here, you were pretty much, you know, definitively going to get a winner. Um, and man, uh, they did some, some stuff to each other, uh, you know, moonsaults, you know, through a table, you know, uh, <laughs> they used a ladder, you know, at one point, you know what I'm saying? Steel chair, like, you know, they, they pulled no punches, as uh as far as as how far the ladies went um you know so really really good to see and uh and becky lynch pulls out the win here after uh i think charlotte went through a table at ringside right couldn't answer yeah she was she was powerbombed off the apron uh into the table on the floor yeah wow yeah it was it was it was a really good spot um especially given that they had a they had a mishap with one of the table spots earlier like with the <laughs> the moonsault onto the table they just kind of the table just kind of fell that was really kind of <laughs> it and then so charlotte had to do like a somersault senton and then that put her put becky through the table um but it was a like for a, for a women's for a woman's like last woman standing match i was very very impressed um it was it was kind of one of those that timing was unfortunate that it came after the the champa gargano last man standing match so some of the stuff felt a little bit like, oh yeah, we we we've seen that, mm-hmm. but it was still really cool to see, and they 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 worked their ass off for this stuff, man. It was it was really cool. Like I, I love when they were just throwing the chairs into the into the ring. It, it felt like old school ECW style there, and then they were just just slamming them on the on the chairs, and they made just this amazing sound when they're all the chairs clanging together and stuff like that. And the 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 figure eight through the ladder was a really cool spot. It looked really cool. Um, and then, uh, they, 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 uh, Becky put Charlotte through the announcer table, I think. Right. Or maybe mm-hmm. the other way around, but, but either way, then like Charlotte got buried, like Becky buried Charlotte underneath all the chairs and everything like that. And then like, which was again, reminiscent of the, the, the Champa Gargano match, but then she rises out like, like the, like a Phoenix. And then, and then you can see Becky's freaking out after that. Like she doesn't know what to do. I thought that was really, really cool. <laughs> and it's just a fun match, even though it was. It wasn't as fresh as it could have been, but it was really fun to see, and it was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. So Lynch retains. Uh, you know, Flair was unable to make it to her feet after getting powerbomb through that table, um, which did look pretty brutal. So, uh, and it, I was, it was a surprise finish. I thought they were going to put the belt on Charlotte. I'm, I'm happy that they kept it this way, but I didn't think it was going to go this way. Exactly, exactly. Because again, we I remember us talking about it months ago about, you know, we're thinking that they're going to keep building up Charlotte towards that eventual match with Ronda, you know, at WrestleMania, if that's the way they're going to go. But who knows? Who knows now? It'll be interesting. Yep. 
Yep, so that takes us to the main event. Ronda Rousey defending the Raw Women's Championship against Nikki Bella, who was accompanied by her sister Brie during the match. Uh, you know, Nikki dominated uh, Rousey for the majority of the match here, you know, surprisingly. Um, you know, wasn't sure if they were going to give her that type of shine after, you know, being out of the ring for so long, but it is Nikki Bella. Um, yeah, they're, 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 it's all about the Bellas. They're, they're huge in the real world, so um, you got to give them their... Their time in the spotlight, I guess. <laughs> yep, yep. You know, but I, you know, I think realistically, uh, I mean, who knows what direction they would have gone here, but, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey is on her role. I don't see them having her lose, at least not the title anytime soon. Um, you know, I think somebody could maybe, you know, shock a, a pin on her or something. They're like a Raw, uh, maybe building up to a, a title match, but um i wasn't expecting rousey to lose here and uh she overcame all the uh distractions and shenanigans of brie at ringside to yeah. i think she she finished up by suplexing both of them right um like a samoan drop on both nikki and brie yeah i think that was supposed to be like her her uh like judo that that like fireman's carry into that slam slam, right? slam that she has on both of them it did it, it it was as good as it could have been, I suppose, and very impressive that, that they even attempted it. And it's still, it still, it didn't look as great as it could have, but but definitely, like, that's a crazy spot to even try to do. So so good for her there. Um, and that, that kind of got Brie out of the way. And then and then there was that weird, like, arm bar off the top, the, the top turnbuckle thing that, 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 that ended the match. Um, it, it just looked a little awkward. But still cool. Like she, she whipped up that that arm bar, and no one's no one's been able to with withstand that arm bar, which I think is it's smart that they keep that protected like that. Exactly, exactly. I don't know, Nikki. I mean, she did get a lot of offense here, but um, I think again, both Bellas, uh, you could tell, you know, like have ring rust yeah, and stuff sure. like that. Um, you know, I so the match they did, it, they did it smartly though. Like, like the very very beginning, like Ronda was was dominating and would like almost kind of showing off like she she would get like nikki in into like into this hold and then she'd let her go like just just kind of as like you know you know i can beat you in this like the, the whole thing was that like she the, like the whole build up to this was that nikki was saying that she wasn't she wasn't good enough for wrestlers or nikki was saying that she was like just as good as ronda and all that kind of stuff and then so just the, the beginning of it was just ronda showing that at any turn she could she could have won this but she let her go and then when Nikki started to dominate is when it was all like the, the, the Bella twins kind of their shenanigans, like you were saying, I thought that was really smart, a smart way to do it and to kind of keep, to keep Ronda protected still and to still have this as an interesting match and to, to have it not be completely just a squash match. I thought it was a, it was a smart way to do it. And then of course she still made it so that, that, uh, that Ronda wins in the end because she's, dominance and and no one can beat ronda <laughs> yeah not least thus far you know yeah so. that, that part does worry me that they built her so strong that it's gonna either get boring or like who the hell can possibly beat her we'll beat her yeah exactly yeah so, but but we'll see i guess um either way like she's 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 much better than she still continues to be way better than than, than expected like she can sell like crazy and um and and the set that she does is still very impressive i'm so so good for her man she's really she's really doing well 
Yeah, her rawness like makes it look real, like in almost yeah. like in a way, you know what I'm saying? So it's working for her thus far. Yeah, she can like like I think because she knows like she she sells like Bailey or not Bailey, like Sasha can sell, like she'll flop around. But I think because she's actually maybe been been injured in the way that those moves are supposed to injure you, mm-hmm. like she knows how to actually sell it well too. Yeah, I I agree. I yeah. agree. So she retains the title here and uh, continues her reign. So we'll see where they go from here. Uh, but, you know, it's, it was an okay pay-per-view. Like we said, those two matches, that uh, the Baszler-Kyrie uh, Sane match, the uh, the last women standing match, and then that tournament final uh, for the Mae Young Classic. I mean, those are probably, like, the best matches on the card. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and even, like, the... The bad, the bad card, bad matches in quotes, were still entertaining enough. So, so I was, it was actually an overall much more entertaining show than I expected. <laughs> what would you give it a three out of five? I'd say three, maybe three and a half out of five. I'd say. Okay, sweet. That's pretty yeah. good. Not, not quite a four, but, but, uh, but, but definitely more than just an average. I, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I could only imagine um, the women did work hard, but imagine if they would have had more, you know, better build to the to the pay per view. Yeah. Um, maybe just some of the matches uh, switched up. Maybe highlight certain other, you know, performers, and uh, you know, they could have done a probably even better job than what they did. But um, but they still, you know, did a good job, and it did go the length of what a normal WWE pay per view would go a little bit over three hours. Yeah. Um, so good on them. Yeah, with some other with some storyline build, it could have easily been a four, four and a half, even I'd say, just with the talent that's there. And they like if they just added some other stuff, like they could have done like Brie Bella versus uh Liv Morgan. Like there's there's some storyline build there after after she got like concussed and knocked out yep. by Brie Bella. Like they could have put that they could have made that a story. They could have they, they could have done stuff with most of these things that could have made it more interesting and had more driving force behind it but because they didn't it was just it was pretty good at, at best it was never an awesome pay-per-view which is unfortunate yeah it seems they don't know how to pivot anymore when things like that happen like naturally like exactly like she concussed her during the match natural storyline they blew it off on raw like they just yeah. had a, another match shoot the bellas and, and the ride squad on raw and you know yeah. they, and they played it up but that's something they could have done on the pay-per-view you know? yeah exactly like that would have been the, the like to if you to give this pay-per-view like some real stakes and some real grit to it like that's what they should have really done with with, with that kind of stuff but but they didn't they, they didn't really do it and then it makes it kind of come off as just a pr stunt in order to again to, to combat crown jewel that we're going to talk about next like it's there's all the controversy about that and women can't wrestle but but look look we got all the women in their own pay-per-view Woo! Mm-hmm. and then they don't they don't build any of it up they, they they build nothing of it up, but they build they build up DX versus Brothers of Destruction for like two months and shit like that. Like and they like they they build all that stuff up and the 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 World Cup to to crown the greatest wrestler in the world or whatever. Uh, like they they build that up for forever and and they'll and that's just that's just a house show. Like it's 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 crazy how they ended up doing it. Yep, yep, yep. So that's what we're gonna be talking about next. And this pay-per-view not without its controversies just you know with the current you know political climate uh especially with what's going on with saudi arabia currently um you know people were you know a lot of fans and and you know even prominent senators and stuff like that were calling for the event to be canceled um you know the talent uh, that that was booked for the show didn't want to go 
Exactly. And a couple of notable uh, notable talents didn't make the show, um, namely John Cena and Daniel Bryan. So we could talk about that as well. Um, you know, so for those that don't know, just to kind of get the controversial bits out of the way, um, within like the last six weeks or so, there was a, uh, Washington Post journalist that was murdered in a Saudi consulate in Istanbul, uh, Jamal Khashoggi and, um, you know, and basically murdered by the, by the Saudis. Um, you know, stories changed multiple times, but ultimately it was admitted that they, they, you know, the reporter was killed, um, with this business dealings, you know, already in place, you know, they did the greatest Royal rumble back in April. Um, you know, WWE is trying to initiate change in the country, just like when they, uh, they had their first event in India, correct. Right. And they had the very first women's match in India. So, you know, there was a lot of argument for or against whether they should continue with this event um so after all the controversy with that reporter um they basically just scrapped all mentionings of uh, of where the event was taking place but they did continue just to promote the event itself and the event um did continue uh real quick before we move forward how did you feel about all that as far as the, the political tension surrounding the event i'm i i can kind of see it on both ends to be honest um mm-hmm. it's 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 one of those that like, like selfishly, I know the reason that it, it, it went through is because they've already spent that money that they got in order to try to book the talent because yeah. they they got so much money they're like, yeah, we'll get we'll give you three million dollars. Sure, here you go. They, they, how about you come back for this much money? And mm-hmm. oh, you did okay, cool. So, so they basically had spent the money. So, the jaded person in me knows that that, that that's what happened, um, and and that's why they continued on. Um, but like the like it. The, the the more pragmatic part of me is like it's not like this is the only country where where shady stuff has happened that exactly. that they've done dealings with and they've they've already signed that contract they've already made the commitments to it there's tons of advertising all, all the other stuff that goes along with it it's not just vince wanted to do it and throwing a temper tantrum there's a lot of surrounding stuff with it and that, that like so like they're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like they, if if they didn't do it, um, it would have been also just bad because then they would have been reneging on the contract and mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And again, they've already got all that money <laughs> spent, <laughs> and all that. Like they they donated like tons of money to to uh, to Kane's like campaign and to his town and all that kind of stuff, so that they would let him wrestle. So like they've done all this stuff yeah. that like like they it was too far. They 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 had gone too far. So. I can see both ends, both sides of it, but like, I'm not surprised they went through with it. And in all honesty, like them doing it isn't really what, like, that wasn't what <laughs> annoyed me the most about this paper. <laughs> there were other things that were more annoying. <laughs> with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, um, you know, politics definitely doesn't enter like into this much for me. It's like you said, you know, the contracts were signed. It's a lot more uh, wheels like in motion that people think of. It's not just a simple thing like, oh, we could cancel this event, you know, and stuff yeah, like that. Exactly. Um, it's especially not an event this size, which is like a WrestleMania type event. Um, so, uh, moving forward to the pay-per-view itself, um, you know, again, you know, wasn't one of their better efforts. I thought it was okay for what it was, but again, like you said, a glorified house show as, as we've mentioned these events to be, um, certain matches do have storyline implications, which we'll get to. Um, but this one was, a had a pretty high match count because of, uh, the crown jewel tournament. 
uh, to crown the best of the world that they kept repeating over and over, yeah, over, and, over and over again throughout the show. Um, and then just the way it turned out. Uh, so let's just get right into it. Uh, let me see. The first match was, I believe, Randy Orton versus actually, no, they did have a kickoff show. And, it, and it's funny because we've discussed it before. Poor, poor Rusev, right? He just oh, can't yeah. seem yeah. to get off the kickoff show. Yeah. <laughs> we had uh, Rusev um, trying his hand at the United States Championship against uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Did you did you get to see the match? I did, and this is one that like this one really should have had some build because this is a pretty cool match. And this was the one that like out of all the other matches in the card, didn't it, this is like the, a current like match everything else was all kind of throwback to as allegedly the, the the saudi prince he loves like 90s and early 2000s wrestling so it had very much that feel with the with the, the the stars and all that this is something that was new and something fresh and i love nakamura i love rusev the match was was fine um at best really mm-hmm. um it, it wasn't it wasn't spectacular but like i was surprised that it was there i was not expecting this and i don't know if they didn't announce it or what? But I was like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, they just announced it to me. Like, I, I just remember hearing about it, like, maybe, like, hours before. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's kind of, like, just a quick add-on uh, to the show, uh, as far as I'm concerned, which was cool. Like you said, just basic match. Um, Shinsuke uh, gets to win with the Kinshasa, retains the U.S. championship. I liked the, uh, like, his the low blow that he did in this case, like he's known for like you doing the low blow since, since he's become a heel. But like in this case, Bruce had tried to do the, the accolade and try to lock it in. And then like Nakamura like backs out of it and his head hits him in the nuts. Yeah. Walking out. I thought that was pretty funny. And that was creative. Not expected. Like that's, I, I was not expecting that kind of a low blow. <laughs> yeah. That's see That's, that's creative to do it that way. Instead of just trying to hit it, like, you know, the way he normally does. Yeah. And you're just like, Oh man, you know, even though he is being the heel. Um, but that was kind of like a cool way to do it. Like almost yeah. right in front of the ref and not getting caught and uh, hitting his finisher for the win. So yeah, exactly. Good one there. Um, so that was on the kickoff. The main show started off uh, with a quarterfinal match, uh, Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. Um, this match wasn't too long. And again, all these tournament matches didn't run long, and they were pretty basic, nothing they special. They were really basic, and that was the, that was kind of part of the issue that I had, is that like the matches were all pretty much structured the same. And yeah. it was, and you like, I'm not crazy about like a full tournament in one like in one day kind of a thing because it does they, they got to conserve their energy for the for the end if they're already going to be in the end so like your best wrestlers are not putting forth their best effort in the beginning mm-hmm. and it's just that they tend to be repetitive because i mean if, if you do have like your your Dolph Ziggler all the way through to the end like they, he can't blow all he can't blow his wad in the first in the first round like he's, he's got to keep it all in for the for the whole night mm-hmm. so it's one of those things that it's just it ends up being more just kind of just more of the same for most of the show and it was in this case most of those matches were structured very similarly yeah yeah i think it's just the way they they structured this show because usually i am a fan of the one night tournament events we don't see them that often um usually they do tournament style stuff and they spread it out over several weeks so sometimes i do like to see kind of like that iron man aspect of getting a yeah, tournament actually, that's true. That, that iron man match i got in raw with when seth rollins was in it for like two and a half hours or something yeah. like that. Yeah. that was awesome and he was great in that so so i guess it's true like i didn't really think about that like that's true war games i like war games too 
and and like that kind of stuff is just kind of it's basically like a tournament within it like so I don't know. Maybe it was just this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but but you're right because here, I guess, just what they were trying to do and what they wound up doing towards the end of the night, um, they were just like, eh, let's just get through these uh, preliminary matches uh, on our way to the finals. So this one only went, I think, a little bit over five minutes. Uh, the returning Rey Mysterio just recently returned on SmackDown. Um, he got the win over Orton here with a quick roll up, and uh, Randy, of course, does what he does, hits an RKO after the match, and continues with a post match beat down on Mysterio. So putting his uh, future in the tournament in question at this point. Yeah, he did to make him the ultimate babyface. Exactly. <laughs> as, as always. As always. Same thing that they did with Daniel Bryan and all these um smaller guys. Uh, that's what they tend to do. You know, they have to overcome the odds, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so next up after that was an interview with the Miz before his match with Jeff Hardy. Uh, Miz over Jeff Hardy clean with the skull fr- crushing finale in this next quarterfinal match. Yeah, that, that surprised me. Uh, again, if if you are a fan of like 90s wrestling and all that kind of stuff, you, I imagine the Prince would have wanted to see Jeff Hardy go. But this makes me wonder if like Jeff is still injured or still working through the injury and they're still making the poor dude wrestle instead of recover. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's all about. Like, I thought he was out for a bit, but he's he's been back almost every time. Yep, yep. So The Miz gets to win here. Um, so he moves on in the tournament. And uh, so these matches are SmackDown, you know, uh, versus SmackDown, uh, eventually leading to the finals, which is eventually going to be Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah. So um, well, I do also want to say, like, I don't like seeing Jeff Hardy wrestle anymore. He, it's like, it's not as like he used to be one of my favorite wrestlers. Now things that just look like it's he's just a little off. Like he's it's off. not he, he doesn't have it anymore because he's an old dude and doing crazy ass shit like that he shouldn't be doing anymore. But like when he did his um, his whisper oh, or what was it? Is it the, is this the whisper in the wind? Like when he like climbs up the turnbuckle top. and like spin does the spinning yeah. off the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's like he just go, like jumps like straight up and even he would have like missed Miz if the Miz hadn't like jumped in to like take that that bump kind of a thing and like it's just not quite the same anymore and I I, I like remembering him like he was and yeah. this, this is almost like like tainting the memory I have of him because it's just he's slower and he's not as crisp as he was before like it's just it's just a little off and, and it's it kind of bugs me but that's just me personally like it's amazing that he can still do what he does I always wish he wouldn't have to do this to his body every time. Let the poor guy rest. <laughs> I, I agree with you. You know, he should definitely tone it down. Like, I, I could understand that. Like, oh, man, like, I still need to be Jeff Hardy. I got to, you know, do what they know, you know, I have to do what they what the crowd knows me for. But, um, you know, everybody understands, man, you're in your 40s now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, tone it down. Like, you know, they or they should just maybe use him for special occasions and not as a full-time, like, wrestler. Just, uh <laughs> because of the amount of damage he's done to his body over the years. But surprisingly, you know, he's still going. And um, and Matt, you know, not anymore, really. So, yeah. And Matt, and Matt was always the more conservative, uh, conservative wrestler as far as, uh, you know, the moves and the bumps that he would take on his body compared yeah. to Jeff. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny. But uh, so Miz over Jeff Hardy here. So Miz continues on. Uh, now jumping over to the Raw side, we had uh, the first quarterfinal match on the Raw side, Seth Rollins 
versus Bobby Lashley, who came to the ring with his hype man, Leo Rush. <laughs> Finally, Leo Rush made the trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm still liking that pairing, but I don't know what the hell they're doing with Bobby Lashley. You know, TJ's brought it up in the wrestling group. Like, it seemed like, you know, WWE's been shifting. They're shifting on Raw. So, like, it, it seemed like this pairing with Leo Rush was initially supposed to be, like, a face push. But then Owens goes down to, like, injury. So they kind of, I guess, put Bobby in that slot now as a heel. Um, and Leo Rush definitely plays up the heel aspect. Um, but, man, like, don't, you know, I thought maybe, hey, he'd continue on here. Or um, I just don't get what they're doing with him. Uh, but yeah, Seth I Rollins got the win. It's, it's one of those, I think what it is. Is that I think like so he basically was a replacement for Cena, right? So he's like, like a last minute replacement yeah. in this uh, in the World Cup to determine the greatest wrestler in the world or whatever. Um, so it was kind of I, I guess like the, the, it wasn't really I didn't expect him to to go far in the tournament, um, but yeah, I think he's wrestling injured. Um, so I think that's that that might be why like they, it wasn't even like that long of a match or anything like that. It was just. Um, I, so I think so. I think that's why I don't know why they decided to put him in in the first place. If he is indeed wrestling injured, but like, I, but because like, I, I think that's why he lost to Finn Balor. Didn't he lose to Finn Balor like at uh, on Raw in the oh, last couple yeah. of weeks? Yeah, yeah he lost, so he I, lost I, by I, a quick roll up and then by yeah. DQ on Monday. And, yeah. I, and I think that's why is because he is he was going to take some time off for to recover. But but I'm not really too sure. I, I do like that this still keeps. Leo Rush in the in, in kind of in the spotlight a little bit, <laughs> which is cool. And then like, I think if they if they really want to push um, them as as kind of a heel pairing, like they should change Bobby's entrance music to just uh, Leo Rush is like Lashley, Lashley is the most <laughs> annoying ever, but like wonderfully so. Like it's perfectly it's annoying. It's gonna get over. It's gonna get yeah. over. It's. I, I think that would have been great <laughs> just to have that because it would have it, it would have just uh, annoyed people in just the right way. I think to get that, that to get that heel heat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. I, I wasn't surprised that Seth won this because I'm. I'm sure they wanted to. I expected them to try to push him through the tournament, mm-hmm. um, or to through the World Cup. But um, but yeah, like then that was it was just not a surprise again. Like this is this whole thing was pretty fairly pedestrian throughout. Yep. Yep. So Seth over Bobby Lashley with the curb stomp. Uh, next up was an interview with Angle before his uh, match with Dolph Ziggler. This was Angle's first singles match, I think, in about eleven or twelve years here in WWE. He's uh, you know c- came back and competed, but uh, primarily in like tag team matches. Um, so first singles match back here in a while against Dolph Ziggler, and uh, Dolph Ziggler again picked up the win here clean with the zigzag. Uh, and surprisingly, you know, because McIntyre was at a ringside of, you know, of course, he, you know, trying to, you know, do his little distractions here and there. But the ending of the match did come clean. Um, that, that, that whole thing surprised me, too. I thought they were going to push Angle. Like, mm-hmm. I, I was not expecting Dolph to, to get through here because, like, really, that, that makes Angle look weak now. Like, what the hell was the whole point? Like, they, they did that whole thing. Why put him in the tournament at all? Like, exactly. he was, uh, like... Was he El Conquistador and all that, like all that, that whole thing that they did? Like, I thought that they were going to push this so that it would be ultimately be like Team Angle versus Team Corbin. And, uh, and no, he just, he just lost. And that was it. And it's funny that you brought that up because that was kind of like 
the whole way to kind of get him in this is that he had to like qualify under that mask, you know, kind of getting one over on Baron Corbin on Raw. And the whole angle Corbin storyline didn't even come into play here in the match. Ziggler just got his win and it comes out. It, it, it was weird. Another Yet another one of those weird things of, on this show. And we haven't even gotten to the really weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Ziggler moves on on the Raw side. So there you go. We're going to have... Um, that's going to be Seth versus uh, Ziggler in the uh, in the semifinals and uh, Mysterio versus Miz in the semifinals on the SmackDown side. Uh, next up we had for the SmackDown tag titles, the Bar versus the New Day. I didn't even know this match was going to be on the show either. Um, basic, you know, by the numbers tag match. Uh, kind of did, you know, they dug what they did here. But again, just basic as with all the other matches on the show. Um Big the Sheamus hits a bro kick on Big E after Big E catches a knockout punch from the Big Show, and uh, the Bar retain the tag team titles. Like I, there's no, I, I don't get it. Why, why is the Big Show in on this now? Like, I don't, I don't know what I don't understand the point of having the Big Show involved in this at all, other than to to punch him there, and then and then like I, this is one of the ones that. We knew that this was this was likely not going to. It wasn't going to change hands. The title wasn't going to change hands at this show. So the the new day was going to lose. And I guess did they bring Big Show back just so that that was the reason why the new day lost? Like it seems weird to have him in at all, and why he's part of the bar now. Like I, I don't get it. Yeah, and I actually thought he was going to be done because you know his contract was up. Um, I thought so too. Like I don't get why he's here. Yeah, he was recovering from like a surgery he had. You know, the last match he had on Raw was putting over Strowman in a in a cage. Um, I thought that was going to be it for the Big Show. Big Show never, you know, always said he didn't want to like go out with a bang or anything like that. Like no big deal, just kind of go out. Um, and uh, so interesting to see that now he's back. So I guess you know his, his story's not done yet. Um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe they are planning some kind of farewell run for him. And uh, maybe this little, you know, run with the bar is part of it. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. So they retained the belts. Uh, next up was uh, another interview with the Miz before his uh, semifinal match with Rey Mysterio. And again, Miz goes over Rey Mysterio clean here in the match. Uh, I, don't, I don't get that either. Like, I mean, it was cool. This is this is this might have been the best match of the of the tournament, really. Save the finale, uh, I suppose, because um, that was just crazy. But like, I th- this was a good match. But why is Ray back? Like, you, this is like his 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 introduction back into into WWE, and then he he loses in this tournament. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, pretty. Yeah, you just wonder sometimes, like what what they're doing. Um, yeah, but other but, than like this is a non-canon show, and they're probably never going to talk about this again. Then it doesn't really matter, I suppose. Um, yeah. It seemed weird within the context of the show. <laughs> I'll bring up a point when we get to the to the final match. I think concerning this, but the, but Miz did go over clean. You know, Mysterio did kick out of a skull crushing finale. Uh, Ray hits the six one nine, sets Mysterio up, but uh, Miz gets his knees up on the frog splash and hooks Ray for the one two three. So Miz moves on. Uh, and like you said, pretty decent match between the both of them, even though, again, um, all these preliminary matches did not get a lot of time on the card. Yeah. So next up, we got another interview with Seth Rollins before a semifinal match with Ziggler. And Ziggler over R- Rollins here, surprisingly, because, uh, you know, Dolph 
you know, again, his start stop pushes. You don't expect him to get far and things like this, but um, surprisingly, he got the win here after some interference uh, by McIntyre, and, and he hit a super kick for the one, two, three. What do you think? Not bad. Sur- again, surprising, but like these two can put on a good match. We've seen it. We've seen them put on good matches. We've seen them put on some dud matches too, unfortunately, <laughs> in the past, but like. I, I, I always enjoy watching the two of them work because I think they're both tremendous workers and both are great wrestlers. Um, and uh, I, but, but again, I was not expecting Ziggler to go over Rollins in this case because it's Rollins. They love Rollins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought for sure they would be pushing him, but, uh, but I guess not. <laughs> yep. And then and it's weird because then it makes the, uh, the tournament final, you know, heel versus heel, which is something that they don't usually do too often. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, so, um, yeah, Drew, you know, Dolph uh, distracted the ref, allowing Drew to toss Rollins off the top rope, and Dolph hit a super kick for the one, two, three, and uh, proclaims the trophy will be his in the final match. Next up was for the WWE Championship. Once again, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. This was originally supposed to be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, but Daniel Bryan opted to not make the trip to Saudi Arabia. Therefore, they moved up that title match to SmackDown, which AJ retained. That was a great match, too, by the way. Like, that was a great match on SmackDown. Yep. Everything that you probably would have expected to see here at this show. Um, They they definitely gave it to you there. Um, AJ retained the title on SmackDown and was attacked after the match by Samoa Joe. You know, these guys have been feuding since SummerSlam, very personal rivalry. And uh, so they're doing it one more time here at Crown Jewel. So um, I just, uh, again, this wasn't their best match. Um, again, no, I, I agree. That's too bad. Like, these are two of my favorite wrestlers, like, of all time because of their time in TNA. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this feud seems to have just kind of, like, petered out. Or at least it, this, again... It, Maybe I shouldn't be looking at this show specifically because it is a weird, just a weird one-off show. But like they've had better matches against each other. This was not their best one. Yeah, I think I think it was just the the time constraints that they were given. These guys usually go about twenty minutes. I think they were just given roughly about ten minutes here. Yeah. So kind of the the things that they were used to doing in a in a in a just sped up manner. Um, Styles actually owned most of the match, which I think was kind of smart. Um, playing up the storyline of um, Samoa Joe injuring his knee in their last encounter at Super Showdown. And, um, you know, yeah, so- yeah. and then like he like there was like a they had to like call the match like when he was on when he was on SmackDown like the next day or something like that, like because his knee was still injured. Yeah, that was, that was real smart. They, they, they kind of keep that going. Yeah. So AJ pretty much dominated Joe here. Joe did, you know, rally back, hit his spots and stuff like that. But um, AJ just retaining the title, you know, continuing his phenomenal pun intended uh, (laughs) run with the title here now, you know, closing in on a year. And it's definitely going to be over a year by the time Survivor Series rolls up in a couple of weeks. Um, So now, once again, uh, uh, we know he's uh, in that slot versus the Universal Champion at that show. And we'll get to that. Next here for the the vacant title, Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar. This was uh, this was kind of disappointing because I was actually hoping to see more um, out of them, and it always just seems like Brock has these type of matches when he shows up. It's just like a quick, quick, you know, no more than five minutes, and and it's done, you know. So so here, um, just for some setup. 
uh, Roman Reigns had to vacate the universal title due to uh, coming down with leukemia once again, um, a disease he's been battling for the past 11 years. He revealed on Raw a couple of weeks ago uh, he had to vacate the title. So this uh, triple threat match was uh, wound up becoming one-on-one, -on -one, Brock versus Braun. Baron Corbin presenting uh, the title to both competitors before the match and before the bell rang he attacked braun Strowman uh, with the universal title hit him in the back of the head which basically uh turned the match into a squash uh brock lesnar taking advantage hitting four f5s Strowman kicking out of the of the four but the fifth one finally putting him down and once again brock lesnar is the universal champion what do you think it's just i i enjoyed the match for what it was because I was not expecting it at all. I was like, "Wait, what? What the? What the hell is going on? This is crazy!" And there was it was it was some interesting variety in there. So there was it was like I said it was it was like three F fives in a row, kick out every time. I liked that he didn't try did the F five like to the outside, yeah, because like he could have been counted out and the Braun would have or Brock would have won because this was a it was a, it was a vacated title, so he could have won that way. That didn't work, and then. The last one, and then I think like Braun got his one piece of offense in, which was like a kick, and that yes, was it. That was and, it. And then with the way that everything went, like with this with this whole pay per view so far, like he was the the heel works over the babyface the whole time, and then babyface makes a comeback. I was expecting that, and then all of a sudden, nope, nope that that's it. You 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 get you get another F five, and you're done. Like I was not expecting. A Braun Strowman, like to Braun to get squashed like this, like who the hell ever expected that? Given that we were like, what the hell? Like, is is, is Brock back now? Like, what is? I have no. <laughs> don't know what the fuck's going on. That's what I mean. It's like it's weird. I thought I, I for sure thought they would have went with Strowman, but I guess right. like this is the one that like for some reason has some has some like ongoing stakes now. Like, so he's won. And then, so now we don't know what's going on with the title because if you if you had given it to Braun, at least Braun is on Raw, and then so it would have things would have progressed as the status quo. Except now he's got the title, like that would have been a difference. But at least he's there. Now this is like the one thing that has happened so far in this show that like may affect things moving forward. That it's just because now Brock has the title, and he's mm -hmm. never there. And I don't know what's going on with any of this. It's very confusing. And this makes poor Braun look like a fucking chump now. Yeah. He's lost to Brock how many times now? And he's he's lost to, he's he's he lost his money in the bank shot. Like all, all these things that he's tried to get it. Like everything is about him being such a dominating force, but he's just gotten just smoked every time now. And I think this is now instead of building up Brock, this is damaged Braun, I think. Um, cause he just got squashed. Like what the fuck you, he's the one that get, that squashes everyone, not get squashed. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it does damage Braun a little bit. Um, because again, you know, the monster among men, he destroys everybody, but he just can't seem to beat Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, you know, yeah. every time they come, they, they're in battle. So, I mean, it does take that luster off Braun. And, and now this is, you know, how many title shots has he had? This is probably like maybe third major title Something shot. Something like that. Yeah. On, pay, on, on, you know, on television, you know, pay-per-view. And he's, again, money in the bank. Couldn't get it done. You know, here against Brock Lesnar. Couldn't get it done. He's fought Reigns before one-on-one. -on -one, couldn't get it done. So it's just like, man, 
Um, like how, how often, you know, do you do that before you're like, okay, you, he get that stigma if you just can't win the big one. Um, you know, so I just guess they're not ready to go with Braun yet, or they're just waiting to, uh, maybe just build it up and do it at WrestleMania instead of doing it at this show. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, their reasoning maybe, is. Maybe they didn't want to pull the trigger for this show, I guess, or something like that. I don't know. It's weird. But- it sucks though because like you said you know brock lesnar's not here all the time now he's champion again and and i'm not feeling that man like i was getting used to seeing the universal title back on raw um with roman reigns as champion he actually um we got a few universal title defenses on raw again which we never got with brock lesnar during his 500 day plus reign you know so now you know that it's back to that like i get the real world aspect and he's training for the ufc and and all that other bullshit but i'm like man it's like now nah, we're not going to see the title again on raw so yeah. uh, it's it's weird and like i love paul Heyman, but there's only so much that he can do when you keep putting him out every week and trying to explain why brock doesn't need to be there like it, it you can only do that so many times exactly so with brock winning here now we actually get a rematch from last year's survivor series you know because it's always raw versus smackdown so now we know it's going to be the wwe champion aj styles on smackdown versus brock lesnar the universal champion on raw in just a couple of weeks at survivor series so that's pretty that could be cool i i i would uh i would hope that that would be a good match Oh, I, I expect it to be. I mean, in my opinion, I think AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar from last year was Brock Lesnar's best match since he's yeah, come back. Honestly. For sure. Yeah, it was a great match. You know, so hopefully AJ gets the win there. I'll be rooting for AJ uh, to get the win in, in their rematch because he deserves it. You know, Brock got it last year. Uh, AJ's been killing it with his run as, as WWE champion. So I feel like that would be the, the way to go. For sure. Yeah. But we'll see. All right. World Cup Finals, Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, this was uh this was weird. So the ref sends Drew McIntyre to the back. So this could be a straight up one on one. Uh Miz attacks Dolph before the bell. Uh, you know, just kind of getting the jump on him before the match. Uh, he tosses Dolph Ziggler to the outside, but Miz appears to tweak his knee, leaving the ring. So uh the ref is checking on him. It looks like he can't continue. Uh, you know, you could hear the Miz saying, you know, no, he wants to fight. He's never been injured, you know, which is true. You know, I don't think the, the Miz has ever taken any extended, you know, time off due to injury, uh, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know. That was uh, one of the things like the, the whole thing versus Daniel Bryan was, was that like, you, you, you wrestle too safe. So, like, yeah, yeah. But, I, but I'm here. <laughs> I, I, I've never had to take time off. I've never been injured. Like that was the, that's his whole thing, which I, I like that, that kind of a callback. To that kind of story kind of a thing it was cool yeah so you know checking on on miz it looks like he couldn't continue so the ref was about to award the match by forfeit to dolph ziggler you know shane came out and was at ringside because this is the, the the world cup final uh representing smackdown he is the commissioner uh he said it ain't gonna go down like that and he actually inserted himself uh and said he would sub for the miz against dolph ziggler here in the, in the tournament final and uh and surprisingly you know he gets the win here hits Dolph Ziggler you know after a short brief match you know he hits a coast to coast um like he does and he actually scored the one two three over Dolph and gets the title of uh the world cup and best in the world yeah (laughs) what do you think (laughs) well it's 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 bad shit crazy like it's nuts but again taking this show as a non-canon show it's the most pro wrestling thing 
to ever happen in pro wrestling ever. So like you have basically in a in the a tournament to determine the greatest wrestler in the world, the guy who won was not even in the tournament. He's not a wrestler. He's the, the like the GM of of one of the shows and he's the owner's son. And that like so like that's the most pro wrestling thing ever <laughs> where it doesn't make any sense. And and in this is this is straight like attitude era kind of booking. Like it's one of those things that like lately nowadays there's a lot more blending of real world and and wrestling, and because that's the kind of stuff that we like and we the, those kind of storylines drive things more. But like back in the day, I remember I was I was watching there was an episode of Raw that um, I I didn't see, but but my roommate at the time had watched and he does not watch wrestling. And so he didn't know what was going on, but he and he tried to just basically explain the ending of it to me. It was like, it's like, so these two guys were going at it, and then all of a sudden these other guys kept running in, and then they they they, they all started beating him up, and then this other guy came in and they like said like he's like the owner or something like that, and then he and then he just said that he declared the winner to these people that weren't even involved in the match at all, and then so I ended up watching it later like at another time and and like the the parties involved it was either Stone Cold or it was The Rock I don't remember which one of them it was, but then they got beat up by like Triple H, and then Vince McMahon's one that came in and then everyone else started coming in from DX and then Vince McMahon just announced that DX was the winner and they weren't even they were, they were not at all involved in the match. <laughs> And like within within the context of it, like yeah, yeah, that's a, I totally get it. That makes sense. But for someone looking at it, never seeing wrestling, he's like, "What the hell is going on here? This makes no sense whatsoever." And that's exactly what happened with Shane McMahon winning this thing. That I I just think it's fucking hilarious. Like it is, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. And I'm sure that now, like the, the, this is the bow that they can tie in. They never have to talk about about Crown Jewel again or this tournament ever again, and they can just continue on business as usual. With the exception, I would love it if Shane would come out like with that trophy every time. Yeah. Talk about how he's the greatest wrestler in the world. <laughs> that would be funny. But it doesn't really, like, again, we, we all know that this is just a house show and then no, no real stakes can happen. It, like They don't talk about Braun Strowman winning the greatest Royal Rumble anymore no. or whatever. No. Like they're not, They weren't going to talk about whoever won this anyway. So, that being the case, this is a pretty funny way for it to happen, I guess. It is dumb booking. It's very, very hotshot booking where, like, this is just either to troll everybody, like, all the fans, or everyone's, like, this This is the way to get people to no longer talk about the controversial stuff about the show. Mm-hmm. This is now, like, the smoke and mirrors over it. Like, this is the, the, what everyone is talking about now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that kind of weird shit like that. Um, so I thought it was hilarious. I think it's very short-sighted, but it was hilarious. <laughs> See, so the, the way you laid it out there, though, so like kind of bringing up like the the attitude era aspect of it. Now that you you put it that way, I kind of kind of could see it like that way. Just the whole ridiculousness it's of so it. Ridiculous. And um, and I did read that this was probably gonna be the way to to turn um Shane McMahon heel. You know, what I'm saying for whatever reason, like I don't, you know, McMahon, you know authority figures on television are usually heels you know yeah. shane shane was you know playing the face um, but he, he always gets a huge pop every yeah. time so this may this may do it 
So, yeah, he's usually flipped back and forth before, but he was currently the only man playing the face role on television. So now it looks like they're turning him heel. And um, and you could tell by his actions after the match, just the way he was celebrating with the trophy and the, the way he was over-celebrating, like he did run through that tournament. Like he did it. He just inserted himself <laughs> in the match and, and, and happened to win. Um, it was hilarious. Like I, I read a stat in there. I think the that his celebrating his win – was like three minutes, 15 seconds long in total. The Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman match was three minutes, 20 seconds. So his <laughs> celebration was just as long as that match for the Universal title. Which is just, again, the most pro wrestling thing in pro wrestling possible. Like, this is, it's, it's such a McMahon thing to do. It's a spotlight of McMahon during this whole thing as if it was the most important thing ever, which yeah. I think is just fucking hilarious. Also, funny is that, like, this match was what, like two minutes long? He was so sweaty. Shane was like dripping sweat. Like Bobby Lashley in that one match where he was just dripping sweat off of his, off of his forehead. Like it was so funny to see. Because again, not a wrestler at all. Did very impressive stuff, sure. But like not a wrestler. I'm pretty sure he really legit, legitimately like clocked Dolph in the face like three or four times in this match. Like legitimately punched him because he just got overexcited and doesn't really know how to how to pull a punch properly. But but then he hit his his coast to coast and won. Like what the hell? Yeah, surprisingly, I didn't think they were gonna do Ziggler like that. You know, being that Ziggler is a current you know full time performer. Like you know, I get I get he he had the the matches earlier in the evening, but. Still, like you yeah, know, like he got paid like by the match or something like that. That he was okay with it because again, didn't like he he quit at one point, but they they still signed him on. Like they were they were they convinced him to come back. Like this couldn't have been why like to job out to Shane McMahon. Like that couldn't have been on like in his contract there. <laughs> to, like that this was gonna happen. Come on back or like I'm sure that didn't happen to him. Yeah, that... <laughs> he was not expecting that. Probably certainly wasn't expecting to get punched in the face legitimately like in this match so yeah so weird weird ending to this uh tournament final so we'll see what comes out of it in the the coming weeks on smackdown um you know of course this is around the time they do try to start planting seeds for wrestlemania um so maybe this is just the start of some type of a long-term storyline for shane uh leading up to, to wrestlemania next year Maybe. I guess that could be interesting. Oh, one other thing that I didn't notice, but was brought because I don't usually listen to the commentary when Michael Cole is speaking. But again, I read this somewhere was that they were they started to promote um, the, the they started to promote what the hell is the next pay per view coming out? Survivor Series. Yeah, I was gonna say SummerSlam, but like the only time where you'll see raw raw superstars against SmackDown superstars, and then they they showed the fi- the, the the final match in this tournament, which was a raw superstar versus a SmackDown. Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> that was just just hilarious when. When you got that script that you got to read out, they, they just they just plan it out a little bit better and it would have been fine. <laughs> but no, instead it was just hilarious. Inadvertent comedy. Exactly. <laughs> Contradicting themselves right there. <laughs> so, uh, all right, this brings us to the main event of the show. The Brothers of Destruction, Kane and The Undertaker versus the returning Shawn Michaels and Triple H. So man, this match, man. Um, you know what? I, I thought it was better than the one-on-one between Hunter and the Undertaker last month. Yeah. Um, I, I do. Um, but they still went way too long and um and Triple H got injured pretty early into the match, which did affect 
um the you know the match you know following because just some of the moves just looked off yeah. um all you could just tell all these guys were pretty much like 50 percent of like their kind of like their normal selves and uh and man Shawn michaels they're, you know they're 50 years old that's why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shawn Michaels, you know, being that he hasn't wrestled a match in over eight years since his retirement match at WrestleMania, um, he did a decent job here. But again, uh, you could tell these performers are, are not what they once were. So uh, what did you think of the main event, man? I know you got some things to say. Yeah, just overall, I, I don't I this, just like Jeff Hardy, this this taints my my uh, my vision of them. Like, I, I don't want to see them as old men trying to wrestle. I want, I want to remember them as when they were in their prime and still awesome. And it was so cool to see like for the nostalgia pop of this, like it's, it's great that they were able to, to, to still go, but they, they aren't really able to go anymore. Like it's like, it's not, it's, it's just not the same. And it's, it's just, it makes it very obviously about the money in this case, mm-hmm. where they got a good payout. Like, Shawn Michaels was is the only person that retired and stayed retired, and he's been offered a lot of money before to come back, and he still said no. So he must have gotten a shit ton of money for this in order to do it. And 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 I get like if it, if it were me, like what would I want to keep my legacy pure, or would I want that money? I would probably take the money too. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but like, but like it, it's but I'm not I'm not Shawn Michaels, who's a legend in, in this, and this one just. When he was in Triple H's corner, he was able to like be fun and and funny and goofy Shawn Michaels and do his stuff like the, the, the few spots that he had, but was still able to do his like he got, he got winded getting down the entrance ramp. Mm-hmm. He was able to do like the fun stuff. Like everything about this match didn't seem fun to me anymore. Like it was, it looked almost sad. And I think part of it was, unfortunately, because of the injury. Like, had Triple H not gotten injured, it may have been faster. It may have been smoother. I think it might not have been as noticeably slow and lumbering. Mm-hmm. But they were. And and I got to say, like, kudos to, to Triple H, man. Like, to, oh, to, yeah. like, like to, to keep good. He did the whole match with a fucking torn peck. Like, that's nuts. And, like, there was, there was some... Even though, like you, you could tell he just basically didn't use his right arm. I think it was his right arm, like for, mm-hmm. for most of it. Mm-hmm. But there were still some where he was like, in like I think there's like a double suplex spot and all that kind of stuff where he yeah. was he was still ended up using it, and like he he still tried to like do his pedigrees and you could tell he just couldn't lock it in as well because he couldn't use that arm. Yeah. But like, man, man, good on him. Like so, so that that is a man who just like with the show, like. They, they 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 kept the show going because they got all the money they signed the contract like that's a fucking professional like if, if he were to just call the match there like when, when it was he promised that this was going to be the match like that that, that was going to close up the show like it, it would have been it would have gone over really poorly but he's he still did it man like he he powered through all that which is nuts but again falls back to the point where these guys should not be wrestling. They're too old to wrestle. They're in, like, Triple H and, and Shawn Michaels are in great shape. But, like, being in the shape, like, you can, you can, you can lift weights all you want and get kind of those, those muscles going and look awesome. But to do these kind of moves, this is, you, you, when you're in your 50s, you don't work these moves. You don't practice this stuff. So, like, it's, it's going to happen, unfortunately. And, and it really did. And that sucks. But, but thankfully, 
he's like he doesn't wrestle every week. <laughs> he, can, exactly. he can he can still put on the suit over the sling. Look on the bright side, right? At least you could do that. That's yeah. So, like again, in 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 this show being a, in in a vacuum, non-canon, it's not like he's got to come in. Even though they've been building this shit up on on Raw for like the past month and a half. Like he doesn't need to go in next next week and talk about how great the 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 match was and blah blah blah. He doesn't have to do all that. I think it's supposed to be Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, right? That are supposed to get a match like at, at Survivor Series. So they'd be the ones that are doing the promo, I suppose. Triple H doesn't need to do anything anymore. Let him let let that dude rest and recover. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy, man. But you're right. Like they're not in the ring they're not active every week um so you know it's different working out in the gym than being in ring shape and and hunter got hurt off a, a move he's done a thousand times you know the getting irish whipped into the corner and the way he flips himself over to the outside yeah, of the ring I, I, I didn't rewind it i should have watched that spot again specifically but like i wonder if like he just like his arm kind of got got caught up in the rope longer than it normally does like instead of just using it to change his trajectory and flip over like it mm -hmm. kind of got caught and maybe that that tore i don't know like it was i was just more impressed that he was able to keep going that i did that i forgot to look at that spot again yeah so kudos on him though but so but the match you know did run longer i mean it, i mean if they felt like if they would have shaved you know eight minutes ten minutes i don't think the fans would have been upset no, i would have um, been 50 minutes off of this and i would have added time to, to some other matches like would have been better yeah you know what i'm saying like i think they just wanted to give people their money's worth because it was the main event you know but due to hunter's injury it didn't go as well as i'm sure that they planned um, but they still had that nostalgia pop. Fans were still chanting there. This is awesome. I guess, you know, being fans of all four men. Um, of course, they're all legends. So DX gets the win here. You know, they look like they were being set up for double tombstones by Kane and The Undertaker. You know, Shawn Michaels reached over, raked Kane in the eyes, uh, which made him drop Triple H, which allowed Triple H to kick The Undertaker. You dropped Shawn Michaels and um, they were able to hit the super kick pedigree combo on Kane for the one, two, three. So DX finally uh, this was touted as the first time ever, despite all men being tenured here in WWE, they never had a tag team match against each other. So <laughs> technically a first time ever and uh, DX got the win um, here in this tag team match. So, and then the show promptly, promptly went off the air. Yeah. <laughs> so the Triple H can go in the back and get some medical attention. <laughs> you know, so again, you know, not the greatest match. Again, uh, the age of all the competitors here. But, uh, you know, there is something to say about seeing them all in the ring, you know, especially after, you know, their, their, their tenure here in the company just in general, you know. Yeah. And uh, seeing Shawn Michaels again after so long. So, man, uh, I think uh, from what I heard, uh, he supposedly maybe, I think, $3 million plus just uh, for this match alone. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have taken it, too, for $3 million bucks to do that. Not not that much work. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's still dangerous work. And, 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 and yes, I, I, I could, of course, never actually do it in real life. But if I were him, I would take that payday also. Yep. No problem. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah and he did you know a couple of high spots he did do like a, a moonsault you know from the the top to the oh outside. my gosh that moonsault kane like, and that was... an undertaker barely caught him oh fuck like he like <laughs> like he like planted his he probably had like 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 matt burns on his face didn't he like he like that was yeesh 
Yeah, that was rough. So he earned his three million on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I suppose, again, if, if I were to take a moonsault onto my face, onto the floor, or tear my pack, I would rather do the moonsault, I suppose. <laughs> For real. Yeah. He's still, you know, still coming out of there relatively uninjured. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. But, so. like, it's just a, an overall, just a, a strange show. Oh, we didn't even talk about, like, the host of the show, Hulk Hogan. Oh, my God. Hulk Hogan. That's right. Who, who said hello, and then that was it. <laughs> never saw him again I'm like what the fuck was the point of that like again <laughs> other than just the smoke and mirrors of of this to to make other things for people to talk about that were either controversial or just shocking to to, to get them to stop talking about the fact that this is in saudi arabia like i don't know what the point of that was at all yeah dude i mean i i, I can't believe we completely glossed over that and i think that just shows how forgettable it was like he literally came out pose like said like two or three lines and that was it like yeah you know like, so <laughs> i don't everything about this was just pointless but yeah. hilarious and makes you shake your head until you remember that it was it's, it's an it's just a, a one-off house show because they got a lot of money like then like okay yeah within that context sure why not why wouldn't you do this it's funny it's entertaining um with the exception of i think Braun Strowman losing, like that's the only thing that that actually is damaging, and 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 like really like that has some that actually has some effects into the main shows. Like everything else is just whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you could see them. Like I remember during that match too. Like you could already see them deflecting off Lesnar. It's like okay, Lesnar wins, but uh, you know I wouldn't want to be Baron Corbin, you know, for attacking Braun Strowman. You know the, the yeah. monster's gonna come after you. So you already see that it's gonna be Corbin and Strowman because fucking Brock Lesnar is not gonna be around um, yeah. to do anything of note here. Like you know, it's just, it's just like man, that that's just balls. And uh, yeah, and just the event overall, like you said, a glorified house show. Um, you know, no stakes really. That you just had to kind of put this on. You know. Do to and fulfill their contractual obligations. Um, what what would you rate it overall? Oh geez. Well, again, for in a vacuum, I'll give it a I'll give it a three. Yeah, I think um, just three. As, as an as an actual show, like like overall, given everything else, again with with the how close it was to Evolution and the, and 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 how this got all the hype and how Evolution got none of the hype and all that, I'd give it a two. Just, just in in that context of the other stuff, but in a vacuum, this shit was fucking funny. Like it was pointless and funny, not like all in pointless and funny. Like that was really entertaining and awesome. This one was not that, but like in on its own, sure, why not? If if we're gonna just keep throwing a million pay per views out, <laughs> why not have something like this too? Why not have Shane McMahon win that tournament? Why not? Uh, why not have DX versus versus the rest of the division? Why not? Yeah, why not? Let's just do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see the fallout. You know, sometimes we're talking about um, these shows, um, and we get to see like Raw and SmackDown, so we usually get to see that fallout. Um, but we're literally covering this just a, a day or two after. Uh, it aired on the network, so uh, we'll be seeing the fallout in the next coming weeks, and uh, we'll be hooking up in a couple of weeks uh, to break down Survivor Series. So that's going to be uh, Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, I think that one will be cool. Like this is just 
there have been so many wrestling shows in the yeah. past like two months. It's crazy. I so know. Much wrestling. Some of it awesome, some of it not so much, but but so much wrestling. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it slows down because uh oh yeah because we're actually gonna have I think NXT Takeover War Games as well Survivor Series weekend so I guess we'll we could cover both those shows. Well, that's and, gonna be a long show I think because I'm pretty sure NXT is gonna be awesome just based on what's already there. Oh like, yeah, just the the undisputed era versus uh, Ricochet and Pete Dunne and uh, and is it War Raiders? War Raiders. Yep. That's mm-hmm. gonna be that's gonna be amazing just the people that are in there and then i think it's champa versus velveteen dream which is crazy mm-hmm. but like that could be i'm i'm very curious to see how that one goes like there's a lot of stuff that could happen i'm i'm assuming there's gonna be some good women's matches in there like it, it might be a long show if we're gonna do the both of it's everybody, all listeners, prepare. That might be a long one. That's all. <laughs> settle in. Settle in in two weeks, guys. Exactly. Two weeks. Settle in. Um, yeah, I mean, NXT rarely disappoints. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to those. Uh, and uh, we'll see how it all turns out. So, uh, thanks again, man, for hopping on. Um, you know what hey, I'm saying? It was, it was a pleasure. Yeah, great to see you last week in Chicago. You know, probably be, <laughs> hopefully not another two years before we get to see each other in person. Yeah, hopefully it won't be that long. But uh, I'm not going to make it out for, for ToyCon. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So um, so no worries. Uh, at least we got these uh, to look forward to. For so, sure. Um, so thanks for hopping on once again, man. You know, you're always welcome. So before we head out for the evening, uh, just let the people know out there, uh, know what you're doing and know where they can find you on social media. Uh, you can find me, Paul Chu, on Facebook. Um, I'm on the Building Up to It podcast, uh, airing on the Bricks on the Dollar YouTube channel every Friday. Um, also in audio formats shortly thereafter, whenever Ace puts it up for us. Um, and uh, check out uh, the RemoCollectors.com page where I manage the blog managing quotes because we haven't really had much go through there much re- uh, recently but i'm hoping to start some stuff up soon if i can um but otherwise check out the roc facebook page because i'm there all the time so uh that's me um look forward to hearing from you guys and as always thanks for having me on the show i really look forward to these and uh it really helps me enjoy the actual wrestling events and matches much more knowing that i'm gonna be able to talk about it with someone again too <laughs> Yeah, man. Same here. Same here. Thanks again, and uh, I'll see you soon. All right, guys. I hope you really enjoyed that. And once again, I want to thank Paul C. for hopping on and having a conversation here with me about wrestling. I'm verbally challenged. And if you guys listening want to ever join me here on a conversation on verbally challenged, you're more than welcome. Just hit me up anytime on social media. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, and the PlayStation Network, all at HarrikanBX. You could also find me on Instagram at Diaz4Fitness. All right, guys. Remember to check out Realm of Color. Collectors. We have a website, realmacollectors.com. We're on Facebook as a group, Realm of Collectors. You can find us on Instagram at Realm of Collectors. Pull up a share at the cool table. It's a hub for like-minded podcasts, including Enter the Realm and Breaking the Mold. Mondays and Tuesdays, respectively, on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. The only show to watch on Saturday nights, Plastic Fanatics, the Late Night Aftercast on Victory Saber 77's YouTube channel. Check out Masterpiece Ship Piece Theater and PSP Theater Friday nights, also on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. The rest of the shows on the cool table are 
Horror, Shattercast Uncut, Nerd Rage Radio, Toy Detox, Stasis Lock, Building Up To It, Fresh Communication, Beer and Bolts 40K, and 8 Weeks. You can find a cool table on Facebook along with links to all these other great podcasts. Alright guys, that's it. That's the episode. Thank you for the download. Thank you for the stream. Thank you for listening. I really, really appreciate it. We'll be back soon. Real, real soon with the next episode, alright? So take care. Stay safe. Peace out.